my guy. You're back. I'm back. We're back. We're, we are back. Nota Bene is back. Monday Nass gave me a very generous uh, 12-week paternity leave, but uh, Nota Bene's uh, deal is a little bit shorter. So here we are. Yeah, we're not... We're not so working family friendly over here. I had to kick the kids out there. Who knows where they are? Summer camp. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm calling in from beautiful Sag Harbor. Things have been pretty mellow. Where, where are you at? Uh, I'm in the Catskills uh, up, up here outside of Kingston at, at the, the Casa. Things are very chill up here. Uh, v- very chill? Yeah. What have you been up to? Anything new in your well, life? Well, uh, there's a small child that was born uh, two weeks ago yesterday. Her name is Lady. She is wonderful. She's healthy. She's the... Most incredible thing, and so we're hanging out with her. Wow! Welcome to the world, lady. What a name! I, you're a daddy. Mm-hmm. Hey, daddy. I know. It's, it's it's exciting, exciting stuff. I can't wait to meet the little thing. Teach her about how to cage rides on other people's private jets, mm-hmm. and you know all the things that I've learned in life. I can't wait to pass that down. She's got a lot to, to learn. the next generation. A lot to learn. A lot to learn. I, we'll be interning for us in short order, no doubt. You look, you know, fairly rested. I'm looking at the video scene, so uh, hopefully you guys are, are, are making it work. I've seen pictures of the baby. Mm-hmm. Lady's quite a looker, my friend. Thanks, bud. Uh, how's the dog dealing with the new baby? Uh, she's dealing. Um, you know, I think that the dogs go through a sort of uh, period where they're trying to grapple with the fact that they're not getting the attention that they're quite used to but she's no longer number one son she's lying down right in front say hello butter she's doing fine okay we all we love butter here on the pod mm-hmm. butter's been a big part of my life i know a huge part of your mm-hmm. life so it's tough when they when they learn that they're actually just a dog <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're no longer dog mommies and dog daddies no. you're real fucking mm-hmm. parents now yeah um anyway welcome back i'm excited to get back in the flow i know mm-hmm. people were clamoring for more pods a little bit upset i had to explain that you know New dad needed some rest, mm-hmm. man. Well, we're back with more Nota Bene. And, you know, even though it's summertime, the art market has kind of taken a breather. There's still stuff going on, you know? Yeah, listen. I mean, you know, we're, we're all relaxing, but business is happening. Mean, I just got calls and texts all day long about things. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of exhausting. There is no off-season anymore, but that's okay, you know? I'm also playing, you know, I got my tennis whites on. I got a match coming up in about an hour oh, wow. or so. You know, we got to make this snappy. Well, actually, it's a, it's a lesson with, with, with Juan, pro to the stars, mm. uh, who's going to put me through a little bit of a workout and uh, punch some holes in my already fairly fragile game. You got to get the game back. You know, you need a few weeks. You've been up there, what, a few weeks? You're, you'll, you'll, you'll get your game back. I, uh, yeah, we're like calling on full week number two, mm-hmm. like really just getting into the flow of things. Already had some art world events, seen a bunch of mutual friends of ours. Everyone's asking about about you, about Lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, was invited to a very nice Fourth uh, of July party. Uh, I believe it was on the third of July, over at uh, Alex Logsdale and his fiance Sky's house mm-hmm. uh, here in Sagbridge. Yeah, yeah, one of the, talk about a chic, charming, and attractive couple. They had, dude, they had, so I got myself one of these little, for, for the house out here, I got for me, you know, I like to explore the culinary arts. I got this dope, not inexpensive little propane-fired pizza oven. Been going deep into Great. the Reddit forums on how to, mm-hmm. like, get that going, figuring out my dough, my hydration levels, all that. Love it. I roll, I roll over to their house for this party, and they have rented a massive trailer, like, trailered brick oven pizza <laughs> with along with pizza pizzarios whatever you call a guy who makes pizza like churning out the real deal neapolitan style put me 
instantly to shame. Man. But I ate a lot of their pizzas. So that was that was okay. I respect the oh. mini pizza maker. I uh, went to a little uh, party in Los Angeles in January, and, and, and they had one, and I was geeking out over it. I made promises to buy one. I still haven't. So I'm glad that you made the That play. would be a great addition to the upstate we need uh, Fre- Freeman Charlesworth household, mm-hmm. I think. I, it's a great little hobby. I'm really just dialing in and getting, getting there. A couple nights ago, I cranked out my first really respectable, like, proud of them pie. What was your sort of, like, dream pie that you were trying to make but but didn't quite get there? What Did you have one in your mind? Like, Well, I'm really I'm just starting out with a, with a classic Neapolitan. Okay. I want to get that as best as I can. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not getting the kind of special special flowers and whatnot that they have over there. But, you know, I'm just trying to do a classic pie, and then I'll start getting a little creative from that point. you got to work your way up to those New Haven pies that we had almost exactly three years ago today, I believe, uh, if you recall. Oh, I do, do, I, do I recall that those pies, man? Uh, I never forget a proper New Haven pie. You know, I would like to, you know, yeah, definitely like to do a New Haven style. Would like to maybe get into a Detroit style, even do a pan pizza, which I think is possible. And, you, know, um, the, you know, the world is your, your pizza, I guess. In this case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, also over at Alex and Sky's house, there was all sorts of kind of art world luminaries. We had, I saw Jonah Freeman over there, linked up with him Great. for a little bit. Uh, talked about his practice. He's got some big installations coming uh, up in Europe and America. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Justin. Uh, Wyatt was there. Well, talk about babies. Wyatt mm-hmm. Khan was there with his uh, wife. Constanza. Constanza, excuse me. Uh, who's really, frankly, way more charming than he is. I can't believe I just stumbled on her name. Uh, and their beautiful baby. Possilo. That was fun. And their dog, actually. Yeah. Um, Whole gang. Gorgeous little child uh, who slept through a, a fairly raucous party. They put put the baby right down to bed. Uh, I noticed Gordon, Gordon Venaclausen out the corner of my eye. I'm sure he's a big fan of the podcast. That guy loves podcasts. Hey, Gordon, keep on sending me those wonderful catalogs that you make. No one else makes them anymore. I really appreciate it. Oh, uh, no, they... Listen, they're tasteful. And obviously, uh, Sarah Friedlander, past guest of the pod, and Christie's Honcho mm-hmm. uh, was, was rolled up there. Um, I know. I did skip... I, I skipped the big uh, parish um, benefit last weekend because i don't know i've been to enough of those yeah i've been to i think 15 of them but still was a little you know not not quite fomoing but but lucy and i were like oh the parents you can't have fomo when you have a new baby I know. We didn't like have everyone's FOMO. got fomo on you you just noticed yeah. that it happened is all i'm saying yeah yeah was it has it always been this relatively early in the season it felt really early to me uh yeah it's usually around now mid-july okay shows what i know um Anyway, we also missed uh, uh, missed uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, just around the time of Lady's birth. Um, there were uh, some auctions in London. Now, listen, these auctions in London in June are always, in my opinion, as American, a total shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to work at the auction house, by that point, all the collectors have like just gone through Basel. They've just spent a bunch of money. Like no one's, you know, especially Americans are totally unplugged, not there at all in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and so you often see reduced prices. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. These auctions just kind of like uh, the art market sort of uh, crawled over the finish line, I guess is the phrase. Um, I don't have any deep analysis of it, but like, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than being an American um, auction house specialist who's flown over for the sales. Oh, yeah. You wake you wake up for a 9 a.m. meeting London time, and then you have to wait for the Americans to wake up like hours later. No one's picking out. Everyone's in the Hamptons. Half of America seems to be in Europe right now, mm-hmm. actually on holiday. Yeah. Which is kind of nice because you get a you, you get a special you get, you get the parity basically the dollar is equal to a euro today, Nate. Mm-hmm. I know I saw that. Uh, there seems to be like three different like mildly uh, mediocre looking weddings in Tuscany on my Instagram every weekend. So all look same, right? All they look exactly look the same. same. I have no idea who these people Great are. Great job having sure the same very well fucking idea that everyone else did. Yeah, you know, good job. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did it. 
Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Good call on that. Um, but listen, I have to say that I had a couple invoices that clients hadn't quite gotten around to paying for uh, from Bosley yet. I got to say they're pretty excited that they waited to pay those euros this month as opposed to last month. <laughs> wow, that, what, a, what, a, what a flex on their part. Well, listen, when you're a hundred millionaire, saving every little bit helps. <laughs> I mean, that's how, how you get to be a hundred millionaire. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, Anyway, so yeah, somewhere in the art world is, it's like kind of uh, limped across the finish line. There are things going on. It's it's funny out here, Nate. You know, the past couple of years, you've come out and visited. Uh, we've hung out together. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, like, while most of the galleries are still here, it doesn't feel like it's that important yeah. or, or, or urgent. None of the shows seem to be like that big of blockbusters. And correct me if I'm wrong, it looks like, for instance, House and Worth has the same show that's up all summer long. It's like a group show. I believe that's the case, yeah. Yeah, but in the past, haven't they done at least two different shows? Or is that, do you, as you recall, is that kind of standard operating procedure? I think last year, because it was, what, their second year, they had, uh, Henry had a show, and there was certainly some other show that I can't remember. Yeah, because Henry had a show, and then there was a show after. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, maybe they've realized that they need to slow their role. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't made it over to Phillips to see the Kenny Scharf uh, extravaganza, mm-hmm. Summer of Scharf or something, I think they're calling it. You know what? I always enjoy checking out all the galleries. I mean, I, I like like you mentioned, I probably am in the Hamptons two weekends, three weekends every summer, max. But, you know, that's gr- a great amount of time to, you know, see all the galleries listen your your bedroom's waiting for you I here know, I it know. can fit three we get a port we get a, we, we get a uh what do you call them, a foldable thing um, we'll let you know which we uh, yeah i mean let me check with let me check with the wife first <laughs> before we're not throwing around invitations um let's see what else has been going there has been some news broken as often what Okay, just so you know, Annie says you're welcome, but only if you bring Lady. Oh, I mean, she's not going anywhere else. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Art Basel made in, in something mm-hmm. of a surprise move. You know what? There's something of a, a dearth of uh, European white dudes in the art world, so they decided to go out and find yet another one to become a fair director. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know this guy, Vincentio? Is that how you say his a name? A little bit, but it still sort of struck me as a bit of a left-field pick, right? I mean, no one could have necessarily seen this coming. No, I mean, I had heard that maybe there was a little bit at the very top, meaning in the Murdoch zone, like maybe a little bit of feeling as though they needed to broaden um, things. I thought that meant likely a woman or a person of color to kind of broaden out the, you know, who's kind of seen at the head there. But my sense is is that this is, you know, he uh, ran and kind of re- revamped in a very successful way, I would argue, the Mi Arte Art Fair in Milano mm-hmm. before he then went to the Walker Art Center as like an associate curator or, or something like that. Um my sense is that this one is really going to be dealing with artist projects as well as a lot of the interaction with the galleries and allowing Mark to think more strategically about the fairs and their position. That's just my sense, but it seems weird. It seems like they created a position that wasn't necessary as opposed to creating someone, taking someone to take over the America's fair or mm-hmm. taking over, you know, the separate fairs. It seems like there's like just this adding this extra little bit of a figurehead with a much exactly where their power will lie. Well, they definitely need more people up top. Uh, you know, Nova's been gone for a year now. And uh, while this isn't a, you know, one for one replacement, they definitely need more people just sort of in leadership roles there, especially with the new fair that just announced its exhibitors today, Perry Plue. Yeah, indeed. Well, listen, Nate, you know, um, uh, I knew Noah. Mm-hmm. I served with mm-hmm. Noah, and I don't think this guy is any yeah. Noah. Well, <laughs> well yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the for politics heads that get that deep, deep cut reference there. Um, 
anyway, I thought it was a, a bit of a strange thing, just not sure exactly what the job with the Remit is and kind of what his portfolio will look like. I'm not saying he won't do a great job. And I did think it was a bit kind of tone deaf for this time to, to add another European male um, in a position of power to one of these uh, structures. Well, maybe it's not the last appointment that they're making. Uh, you know, there, there could be more. There's, there's certainly a lot of Basel ground to cover now with the new fair and with Hong Kong still staying in Hong Kong for whatever reason. So, okay. That's, I mean, that's a good point. There could be, there could be additional points where this would make sense, more sense in the, in the context of, although in my opinion, the best from a, from a messaging strategy would have been to make all those appointments at once to kind of show the strategy of the fair writ large. Listen, they're ballers. Um, I actually haven't seen the list of Paris Plus, so I guess we can't discuss that. I, uh, I skipped over that email in my inbox. Oh, it's a, um, you know, the, the, the usual cast of characters, I guess you could say. Well, but I mean, I would be interested to see who is missing and to compare that list to the last Fiat list and see who's missing from that and then also who's missing that usually shows up at all the, the, the main Basel affairs mm -hmm. it's usually in the omissions where you learn more than necessarily in who's showing up totally and i haven't done the deep dive myself so i'm not sure you're on paternity leave true. buddy that's a, you know we'll leave i'm mm -hmm. sure katya is is on the is, <laughs> is on it as we speak mm -hmm. i look forward to her report in the ArtNet forthcoming and uh she can do that 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 work for us maybe we'll have her on to discuss that it sounds great uh, uh i know we haven't talked about it. and then also it's so that's a, that's a that's an addition in the global art for world in new york in the museum world we had a couple of mm -hmm. big departures uh announced in the last few days um i think I guess they're both equally important to me just because I know him and uh, I consider him something of a mentor and a really great guy. Richard Armstrong, mm -hmm. after almost 15 years, leaving, leaving the head of the Guggenheim Museums, mm -hmm. or the, uh, you know, kind of globally that he ran. Um, great guy, one of the last, but talk about a, a patrician dude, like, yeah. you know, one of the last ones standing, mm -hmm. right? Really? Um, you know, is it truly, and it, it, this guy stands, I mean, he probably only is six and a half feet, but he seems like he's seven feet tall. Big guy, a, yeah, really kind uh, of. Head and shoulders, yeah. you know, Former former director of the Carnegie Museum in Pittsburgh uh, for many years. Super smart guy, super quiet, sharp wit. Donors loved him. Mm -hmm. um, I know in the popular press, that was kind of the the Times kind of summation of his tenure was was kind of put it through the filter of all the problems the museum had had, both in terms of labor standards in their uh, expansion to Abu Dhabi. Is that word Ab Abu Dhabi? Yeah, Abu Dhabi. I think it's slated to open in 2026 now. Very delayed. It feels like it's been 20 years that they've been building that museum, uh, slave labor or not. I don't <laughs> know, man. Um, so there was a lot of issues around that, uh, around that, and then also a lot of issues, um, accusations of institutional and specific personal racism at the Guggenheim here in New York. So it was all through the filter of that. But I would think more to the successes. I mean, that's a really uh, a multi-headed beast, that museum, that kind of foundation, you know, spanning now three, three countries in terms of their physical plant. Uh, you know, it'll be sad to see him go. I'm really interested to see who will take that job. There's been a lot of reporting on all the museum vacancies mm -hmm. that are out there right now. Yeah, now this is one of the biggest ones out there. And, you know, even if uh, it seems like being a museum director is kind of a raw deal these days, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would love to have that job. Yeah, I wonder if Heidi is still enjoying Orange County. <laughs> wow. I always think of I always think of her as on the top of the list for these big jobs, and is that kind of being a, a waiting room for her? But what do I know? That's just my own conjecture. So Richard's leaving. I'll be interested to see who they pick and see if there's any turnover uh, at the board level, along as there often is, along with the new director or change director to major museum. And then at the Met, and arguably maybe even bigger news in a way, um, is that Daniel Weiss, who is kind of the, uh, the 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 CEO and and president of the Metropolitan Museum, is leaving his position now. Obviously. 
he was a co- kind of a co-director mm. in a way, along with your buddy. Mm-hmm. With, with Max Holen. Uh, the previous director of the Met, uh, Tapestry Tom, uh, Thomas Campbell, he held both those positions. Then when he left, they split them into two. So it, it is a slightly new arrangement uh, uh, that I guess it's lasted since Max came on board. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see how they sort of continue this split of powers with the new person who takes over. I, I don't know who it would be. Yeah, the idea was that uh, Daniel was, was meant to be and did oversee kind of the um, large organizational stuff, human resources, mm-hmm. finances, that sort of things, um, uh, leaving Max to kind of handle the artistic side of across the, the entire museum departments and kind of the vision of the museum that way. I have a, I'll, I will make a little bit of a, pr- a prediction here for you, Nate. Yo, do it. This position will be unfilled, and they will name Max Holen as the overall director of the Metropolitan Museum. Well, I mean, Museum. that certainly sounds pretty easy, doesn't it? Yeah. I that's that's that would be my guess. This is I've done obviously zero reporting. This is just me in my basement talking like a YouTube gamer. But um, <laughs> but I would I would if, if the bookies in London are offering odds on this, I'll definitely put a thousand dollars on that being the outcome. <laughs> yeah, if only, right? My guess is that he's really consolidated power. He's such a charismatic guy from downtown galleries on up through the, the corridors of power in New York City and beyond. And my sense is he's solidified enough power within that board for them to feel confident that he doesn't need a daddy around to oversee the checkbook. I'm sure that the board would be very, very satisfied with if, that. If he's interested, maybe maybe he, and, and, you know, and I, don't, I don't know him very well at all, but maybe he feels uh, a freedom and not having to worry about all those things. But, you know, it's always hard when, you're, when the, the buck doesn't necessarily stop with you. Um, uh, when you really want to leave a mark in the world, mm-hmm. um, so those are those will be two more big uh, big holes to fill in the museum world, specifically here in New York. Um, have you ever been to TAFAF, Nate Freeman? Uh, have I ever been to uh, the European the real TAFAF? I don't. I don't mean uh, in Maastricht. Yeah, no, I've not. Yeah. Have you ever been to Maastricht for any reason? Why would you go to Maastricht if not for the fair? To go to Tafaf? <laughs> I don't even know what the food is. I know there's like four or five fine dining restaurants that dealers that go to this art fair every year are always uh, talking about. I don't know them well enough to say their names. I'm sure it's a charming little second to third tier I'm city. I'm sure that Nota Bene could do some damage through that town in the 48 hours that we would be there. Well, you know, they, there was already some damage done. Oh, Hopefully really? we won't do the same kind of damage that happened. Yeah, TAFAF returning for the first in-person fair since March of 2020, which uh, itself became one of the first super spreader events. Um, and for those who don't know, TAFAF is uh, is a really large effort and it accompanies um, arms and armor, ancient manuscripts, a little bit, but a very small amount of contemporary art, modern, uh, Renaissance art, old masters, jewelry mm-hmm. uh things of this nature all the most luxurious of the luxury goods mm. uh and uh it's it's a fair unlike any other that i know of that every item every object on offer in the fair needs to be vetted by an independent mm-hmm. panel of experts for authenticity provenance uh, and etc um so you can kind of buy with some degree of uh i don't know you just know that it's real and know that it's the the real deal and not stolen mm-hmm. now uh i guess for not the first time but because it has a large segment of jewelers uh both secondhand and like just selling like cut cut gems cut diamonds stuff like these three dudes rolled in uh dressed in like those the funny what do you call those funny little british driving caps mm-hmm. uh and like you know sports coats and gloves with a sledgehammer and just started smashing into this case mm-hmm. at a jeweler called um symbolic and chase uh jewelers and like i guess made away they're all very tight lit but made away with a bunch of a bunch of shiny shiny bubbles. i mean we all saw the video honestly it looked pretty pretty easy to do 
Like well, also know. was kind of amateur. They didn't look real frightening or real, but this was no exactly. uh, Ocean's Eleven, no, right? No, no, no. I'm just saying these are just some guys who just came in with like an like a you know a strong object and just stole a bunch of shit and walked out. You know? Yeah, and then they shut they shut down all the roads leaving the city. They thought they caught the guys, but it was just two random schmoes that they that got picked up by mistake. They're in the wind. Those things are like deep in the Other underground. Gone. I think they they got away yeah, with they, it. They got oh, away yeah, with they it. Did. I mean, yeah, certainly not like a Danny Ocean style uh, heist, but like, hey, it worked. You know. Yeah, yeah, it, it wasn't as romantic or chic as I, as I would like to think of a high level heist like this, but um. You know, I wouldn't mind, uh, probably not a full movie, but maybe a limited series on one of the, the second-tier streaming yeah, services like, of this, of the background of this. Maybe Paramount Plus or something. Like, you Exa- know, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just, just maybe I could get, green light. Yeah. Sign, up for, sign up for the free for the free week of it and try and, cr- try and crunch out the whole series before you, and then forget to ever cancel oh, yeah. it and be paying for, for Paramount Plus for years. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's, it's so easy. We should write this, honestly. I mean, it's just done. Yeah, well, you're on leave. You got nothing to do. I mean, what I got doing? a few things to do, but you know. Okay, I mean, yeah, but you know, <laughs> babies sleep a lot, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but when they're not sleeping, <laughs> that's true. And Nate, I hate to say, it gets harder before it gets easier. Fun. <laughs> um, no, it's all beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, uh, in somewhat, I don't know if you call it sad news. I guess it's sad news. Uh, um, Magna Swan's Postmaster Gallery has gone post physical. They've closed their uh, their physical location after almost forty years in business mm-hmm. i mean i is that just some spin or magda wanted to go you know into the metaverse or something well i think it's a little bit of both basically their rank got jacked in tribeca mm-hmm. and they realized they didn't really want to sign another lease and like maybe they'll do some pop-up shows um that was an that was a gallery that really appeals to the more conceptual and rigorous collector mm-hmm. which there are few and far between mm-hmm. um so you know my guess is they're not you know sales wise not setting the world on fire but had a real deep vision mm-hmm. like they didn't show any bullshit just to make sales i mean they were they totally. were the real deal i have a lot of respect for them and a good friend of ours on the twitter i have oh to absolutely say. i mean one of the best twitter accounts there is yeah and like actually has like is super rigorous but also has a pretty damn good sense mm-hmm. of humor i would say and, and understands and was very early to the whole tribeca thing of course i mean she was there when no one else was there uh and now has seen you know everyone else just sort of uh contribute to the increase in her rent i guess Early to the Tribeca scene, also early to the digital art mm-hmm. scene by about 35 years yeah. uh, or so, whatever the number mm-hmm. is, um, was a, a, an early proponent of artists that began using technology that came out of a much more conceptual background. Uh, n- no NFT shit. I think they sold some NFTs, but no no apes, mm-hmm. no cartoon characters. No um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do next. Um, in terms of fake art, <laughs> I mean, I, this this happened so long ago, it feels almost silly to talk about, but how could we not? Uh, and I'm not sure what we have to add, but the FBI finally raided this uh, museum in Orlando, Florida. Uh, uh, a Florida man, also the chief curator, had done a show of these um, obviously fake Basquiat paintings. So incredibly been, obviously fake. That had supposedly been found in the storage facility of a of a minor Hollywood writer who had gone on the record to say that he had never met nor purchased any Jean-Michel Basquiat paintings. Uh, they were purchased uh, by some sort of consortium that was trying to sell them and was sort of using this museum show as a form of uh, giving them some sort of credibility, I suppose. FBI raided it. I forget what the charges are. Didn't arrest anyone at the museum because mm. they didn't break any laws, but the board finally woke up <laughs> and decided to fire their director as they became a, a laughing 
interesting stock. I mean, you know, this is a, a fairly major regional museum. This is the, you know, the Never Ever Museum in Orlando. And the fact that this even was staged when it was so obviously fake. I mean, before the show opened, the Times did a big story where everyone said that these are fake, except for, you know, the few experts who were essentially paid to say that they weren't or to at least say that they weren't sure. Um, I don't know how this thing got as far as it did, really. Yeah, I mean, I and I've never actually, I've never actually looked into the background of this museum director and like what he was thinking, because um, who has the time these days? But I, I was thinking about this as I was setting up the show notes. It would have been so much cooler if they did the show, sure, but talked about the history of them, why they were contested, maybe had a couple of real Jean-Michel Basquiat's in the show to counterpose, and actually it became an educational kind of teaching moment as opposed to just, uh, well, you know, yeah, but but also maybe you shouldn't show fake art in a museum. Maybe I don't know. Is that a teachable moment or just fake art? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been to the Museum of Ice Cream. Like, you know, <laughs> you know like, better or worse than Immersive Van Gogh, I'm not sure if I have a judgment calling this. The, the immersive stuff's probably fun when you're, when you're on a bunch of ketamine, and this is probably just equally as bad. I was going to say, I, I don't know this personally, but I hear psychedelics on the Immersive Van Gogh is wonderful. Chef's kiss. Um, I believe that. I believe that. But you know, so is like going to IMAX. I mean, so so is honestly like you know, <laughs> watching the, the leaves change. <laughs> like you know, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make it worthwhile, right? <laughs> right yeah. Um, yeah, fair, fair point. Um, uh, in sad news, uh, icon painter, uh, I think mentor, mm-hmm. uh, kind of dope older yeah. guy, and, and, Sam and Gilliam, DC legend, of course. Of course, a DC legend, uh, uh, legend Sam Gilliam passed away. Uh, very sad to see that. There was a lot of great obituaries about it. I think it was nice that he got the credit he deserved, at least in terms of the all the obituaries mm-hmm. that were written, other artists coming in and sharing their reminiscences about mm-hmm. him and his work. Uh, David Kordansky, yeah. uh, who showed the artist for the past, I don't know, almost 10 years now, 8 to 10 years, uh, sent out a really beautiful reminiscence mm-hmm. about his experience with Sam and the work and how he came to know it and what it meant to him. It was actually a really beautiful piece of writing. I'm not sure if you, if oh, you read I did. that in your inbox. I, I was quite impressed by it, honestly. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that obits from dealers when their artists die are ever like disingenuous or dashed off necessarily, but this one was clearly very, very thought out and really beautifully written. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was really, really heart-wrenching to read. Yeah, I, you know what? A lot of people, and us included, have, have, have made uh, slight fun of Dave because he does wear his heart in his sleeve in good and bad ways in terms of the way he advocates for his artists or even the way he negotiates or thinks about the world. This is a case where you saw how deeply effective art is in his life and how much it affects him and how much it changes his view of the world mm-hmm. and how emotional it makes him. And I actually thought this was a beautiful, like, I, I wish more dealers were as close to the artist and have been as personally affected as he clearly was um, and shared with the world in that email. Yeah, absolutely. Um, from that serious note, I don't have too, too much more, but I did want to bring up, I was just uh, cruising through my Instagram, and I noticed there's a, there's a few uh, uh, okay dealers, uh, I don't want to be mean, are in Ibiza, and they're not just there to triple stack the night away uh, and dance to that house music, but there's an art fair that I guess opens tomorrow called Contemporary Art Now Unbelievable. In Ibiza. Unbelievable. I mean, like, is it open from, like, 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. or something? That would be, that yeah. would be great. Yeah. You go to Pacha, um, yeah. you go to Pacha, and then you go to the fair. Is that is that how it works? I think the idea. I think in their notion, you go to the fair and then Pacha. <laughs> I think. And listen, Ibiza is supposedly you know a, a beautiful part of the world, but and it goes beyond the the night. Everyone says, "Oh no!" But it's not. Just, <laughs> it's not just partying. No, 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 no. If everyone's always saying, "Oh no, it's not just about partying," guess what? It's probably about man. It's about the party. I've been. It's literally just like a bunch of fucking nightclubs, like you know. 
Yeah, like r- rich dudes getting like driven around in their sprinter vans mm-hmm. to, to different nightclubs from their massive villas. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, there was nothing that interesting there. I just thought it was funny. I'm like, God knows why. Like, are they going to sell anything there? Like, why have an art fair? Uh, but speaking of boondoggles, I, I did get an invite. I'm not going, but I got an invite to Aspen in a few weeks for, for their whole hullabaloo. Uh, you're not going, are you? No, not this year. Who are they honoring? Who are they honoring? Um, I, I should know this. Is it Mary Weatherford? Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, that sounds familiar, but maybe she was last year. Uh, maybe she was last year. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're honoring a lot. Well, oh, I only ask sorry, be- Gary Simmons. Gary Simmons, yeah, I I will go. Uh, I have gone in the past. I mean, I love Aspen. Obviously, we did a whole series of podcasts from there this winter. Mm. I usually only go to the uh, the Aspen Art Museum Gala, if, uh, Art Crushes, I believe it's called. Mm. If it's really for an artist that I'm like, you know, super supportive of and love, and honestly, I don't want to get on an airplane in the summer. Airports are fucking shit. Show. I know, I know. I I have not really considered traveling all too much, but just the idea of uh, going to an airport is giving me the willies. You don't want to travel with a baby for a long time, buddy. Well, yeah, just... but, but the horror stories alone, I mean, just every single person who's gone to an airport has, has, has just had a come-to-Jesus moment. I think those of us in the art world that had to come back and did come back from Basel and the shenanigans immediately afterwards, I think we just, I think that was the last trip you could made before it was all tourists, it was all nasty. Uh, Europe has been infiltrated with Americans. The, the airports are an absolute mess. Like You can't get a baggage through. You're there for hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we just dodged your belt. I think, you, I think this is a great summer to have an American summer. Love an American summer. Who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. And you're, you, so you were going to stay longer in the city, I thought, but you guys decided to go upstate you know, and hang out up there? It's just so wonderful up here. It's, you know, uh, there, we got a ton of friends up here, obviously. There's a great network. There's actually the Upstate Art Weekend that is going down, not this weekend, but the weekend after. Not sure how many things I'll be going to, but it's going to be a thing. It's exciting. People are looking forward to it. There's a lot going on. Uh. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. All right, buddy. I think that is it for us. Did I miss anything? I think that this is a great, you know, welcome back to Nota Bene. We'll be back next week, every week for the foreseeable future. Yeah, we're back, baby. Keep dialing in. It's summertime. Uh, download it. Go to the beach. I know reception's terrible wherever it is you're summering. So download it on the Wi-Fi. Bring it to the beach. All right, Nate. Send me more pictures of a lady uh, and give uh, give her and the other lady in your life a big hug from me. Absolutely. Nota Bene. Out. Out. Out.